welcome to Beautiful Possibility, the creative process journal of Jillian Jacob Kieser. That's me. I created this for all stuck, hopeful, and aspiring creatives everywhere. You are not alone. The truth is, perfectionism grabbed me sometime in adolescence and halted my creative journey for many years. Today, my desire to create is stronger than my fear. So I created this podcast as my day-to-day account of getting unstuck and into motion. In this audio journal, I'll take you along on my process of unblocking and relearning how to find joy, courage, and fulfillment in creating. I always say the only place to start is exactly where you are. So let's begin. Hey there, friends. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I want to talk about managing your energy through a long-term project. I think for a lot of us, it can be, you know, easy to manage the work as well as sort of the inner resources you need to complete the work when you've got something short, something you can finish in a day or two, you just kind of push through and do it. But when you have a longer project on your hands, say a long piece of writing or some other kind of multi-stage project where you have to keep at it and keep your interest, keep your dedication and perseverance with the project for a long period of time, it can be really challenging I recently experienced this when I was working on my first nonfiction book, which is coming out later this month. It's May 2022. And um, this was the biggest project that I've ever undertaken. And it was really challenging. And I would love to share some of the things that I learned through the process of starting working on and completing the book with you in case you have a similar project that you either have on the horizon, you're in the middle of now, or that you'd like to do someday. But you're concerned about making sure that you have the energy to start it and complete it. So the first thing I want to talk about is knowing your patterns. So what I mean by this is each of us probably has sort of a blueprint of energy um, that reoccurs every time we have a big project like this on the horizon. And if you know what yours is, fantastic. That's great. If you don't know what it is yet, Think of this project as sort of a prototype. It's an it's a first date <laughs> with yourself. It's an opportunity to get to know what your patterns are so that you can make a template. And the next time you have a big project, you kind of know what to expect. I think one of the hardest parts of doing big projects like this is that it's about so much more than the work and the technical skills required to complete the work. It's really about knowing yourself because you are in a relationship with yourself throughout the course of this project. You are marrying yourself. You're, you know, you're in your own head, you're in your own process and you're bumping up against your own internal walls. And that can be really, really challenging. You're facing yourself, you're facing your own struggles and your patterns. And so just be prepared. Know that this is going to be a very inward looking process And, you know, that you're here for yourself throughout it to get to know yourself. And I think overall, be gentle with yourself. I spent many years berating myself for my process and its inconsistencies. And now that I'm older and I have more experience doing projects like this, I've really learned to embrace 
that sort of fingerprint, that blueprint of how I approach projects like this. I know I have strengths. I know I have challenging areas. And instead of willing myself to be different than I am, I'm much more accepting now of how I know I'm going to approach this. Because that honestly, it saves you a lot of energy from having to fight yourself for being who you are, plus all the work of doing the project. (laughs) When you embrace who you are, or at least just accept it, you can just do the damn work. You know what I mean? Okay, let's get into it. So my first tip is about knowing your patterns, or like I said, being open to getting to know them if you don't know them already. Maybe you do know them already. So for example, some people might have a lot of energy at the very beginning of the project. Is this you? This is definitely me. I get really inspired. I love the energy I get from a new idea and I want to like jump into action. You know, I could, I could stay up all night the first day that I have the idea and start the project. Um, obviously this is not sustainable. (laughs) It never could be, but I think it's great if you know that this is you to be able to find ways to harness that energy and use it to your advantage. So for me, having all that energy right at the beginning, I want to capitalize on that. And maybe I will clear the decks for a day or two to really go as far and fast as I can. It's like uh, when you bicycle up a hill and then, you know, you know, when you get right to the top, you can just go, 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 go. And you're going to pedal, pedal, pedal fast to like capture that speed so you can go as far as you can before that momentum runs out. That's kind of what it feels like for me. So when I start a new project, I want to capture that lightning in the bottle, that feeling that I get at the very beginning and just ride it until it runs out. (laughs) And then I have to rely on my process and my structure. But until then, it's great. So maybe that's not you. Maybe you're the opposite. Maybe it's really difficult for you to get started. Maybe there's an initial big hump that you have to get over. So in that case, great. Know yourself. Know that that's the hardest part. And Look in your toolbox or look outside of your toolbox to add some tools in there and find a way to motivate yourself. So whether that's through external accountability, maybe finding a partner who's working on a similar project that you can, you know, brainstorm with and kind of kick it off with. Maybe you want to find a coach who you can work with to motivate you to get started and get past your initial resistance. Um, Maybe you have a reward for yourself at the end that motivates you to get started. Um, Perhaps you are motivated by learning and research. And the more you can understand and gain clarity about the process, the more committed you'll be to starting. I'm certainly like this often where I'm very motivated when I have enough information that really sparks me to get going. So sometimes if there's something I know I should be doing, for example, stopping eating sugar, right? (laughs) If I'm trying to motivate myself, I'll go on a deep dive of all the research (laughs) that tells you why this is not healthy for you. And like that gets me excited. That's a pretty nerdy example and it has nothing to do with creativity. But all it is to say is that know yourself, know what your patterns are another opportunity for motivating yourself to get started, finding a class, finding some kind of external structure that you can read about or learn about, and then adopt for yourself that will get you past that kind of murky, intimidating beginning part. Okay. So first tip, know your patterns. Second tip, this is one that I struggled with for years and years and years, which is don't expect 
your energy to be consistent through the process. I think we see a lot of models or just we expect ourselves to be like computers where we do the same thing every day, every day, every day. We're equally inspired every single day to get up and do our work. We do the same amount of work every single day. And the more that you expect yourself to do that and you don't, it's disappointing. Now, disclaimer, if this is you and you really do feel consistently energized every single day, you're at like a solid seven every day, chef kiss, amazing, great. But for the rest of us who are not like that, it can be disheartening to feel like you are failing at your own expectations, falling short of that expectation of consistent energy. So I want to offer you and give you permission to just release that expectation. You are a human being. There are seasons of life. There are flavors of the month. There's different feelings to the days of the week and the weeks of the month. And there's different things that are going on in your life around and outside this creative project that you're doing. So knowing at the outset that there are going to be fluctuations is a great gift to yourself. Do you know what I mean? I used to think of the creative process and sort of dedication to a long-term project as like a, it's like a line going in one direction, right? And recently I realized it's much more like a sine wave or even something a bit more erratic. The point of that being that it still goes in the same direction. It's going left to right, whatever you want to think of, you know, from the past to the future, but it's moving all over, but it's still consistently going in that direction and you will get to your destination. But if you expect that some days you're going to have a burst of energy and inspiration, other days you're going to feel sluggish or tired or disconnected from your project and knowing that that's going to happen and it's going to be okay, that is such a great gift that you can give yourself as an artist, as a creator, as someone who's dedicated to creating new things in the world. Just knowing that it might not always be consistent and that you're still moving forward no matter what. For example, I know many people in the writing space, I'm a writer, talk about sitting down at your desk every single day and writing your 500 words, 1,000 words, 100 words a day, whatever it is, rain or shine every day. I think that's great advice. I honestly do. It's awesome. However, I have a toddler in my house (laughs) and getting up every single day to do anything consistently is just not possible at this season of my life right now. How do I get work done? I come to my co-working space, which is in town. I get up at the crack of dawn. I drive down here. I have silence and space. And I worked on my book here. I wrote the whole book here at a co-working space. This is also where I'm recording this podcast. Why? Because I can't do it at my house (laughs) because there's a small child that lives there. (laughs) So the process for me of doing my project was... I came here two, three days a week before work, early in the morning when I had the energy and I worked on it for a couple hours at a time and that's how I got it done. It wasn't consistent. Some weeks I was out of town or I was busy with work or whatever else happened or I wasn't feeling well and I didn't do it and other weeks I had more energy and did it. And so not getting down on myself for not having that perfect, beautiful, consistent schedule saved me ultimately a lot of energy that I could then pour into my creative project. Third tip, be open to scaffolding. 
What do I mean by this? Think about what the hard parts of the process are for you. Is it starting? Is it finishing? Is it that long middle part? And know that for the parts that are easy for you, you can just cruise, just go. You don't need me. You don't need anybody. For the parts of the project that you know are hard for you, find structures, find scaffolding, find accountability, find anything and just pile them on. Here's another permission slip for you to just give yourself everything that you need to get yourself through that difficult part. So for example, when I was working on the middle of my book, and by the middle, I mean the whole thing, the everything that came after the very inspired, exciting start part, which I talked about, <laughs> the middle was just the slog of just sitting in a chair and writing all the parts of the book. <laughs> that part was really hard for me because it's hard to kind of see where you are in the process. It's just a lot of days in a row where you're like still in the middle, still in the middle, and we are still in the middle here. <laughs> so I ended up finding this awesome platform tool service. It's called Cave Day. I can put a link in the show notes. Um, I think this is a great service for anyone with, you know, ADHD or just distractibility or focus issues or just a project that's maybe a little boring or a little boring at the moment. So Cave Day is this thing where you essentially, they have a schedule of these caves. You reserve one, you jump on a Zoom. There's like 40 people on the Zoom. They lead you through a little warm-up activity and then everyone goes on mute and you just work on your work silently in this Zoom meeting room with 40 strangers from around the world for an hour or three hours and then you all leave. And... <laughs> That's all it is. And honestly, it was amazing. It was amazing for me to have throughout the middle part of my project as an accountability mechanism because I'd schedule them in advance. I knew this day at this time I'm showing up for my work sprint. I'd sit down, I'd plug in and I'd have an hour or three hours of solid writing time, which in that middle part, that's hard for me. I, I'm not sure I would have had the, I don't know, fortitude <laughs> to focus that much just on my own. So that was a great example of how scaffolding worked for me during that part. And again, to say an older version of myself might have spent that energy saying, why can't you just focus? You should just be able to do this, blah, blah, blah. And the current me that has had a little bit more experience and tried more stuff is more like, why not? Why not give yourself the tools that you need to do well and thrive, right? We all deserve it. And as a result of me giving myself that gift, I finished my dang book, which I'm so proud of and is so awesome. And I want the same for you. So that's your permission slip. This episode is just full of permission slips. And honestly, I'm here for it. That's your permission slip to find the scaffolding you need for you to bolster yourself through whichever part of the that creative process is the most difficult for you. So cave day is just one example also finding, you know, a partner in crime, someone who's working on something similar to you that you can check in with. You can also find a book or a course or something like that that offers some sort of methodology. Again, that's like a scaffold. It's a framework you can sort of grip onto to walk yourself through the part that's a little bit challenging for you. Whatever's going to work for you, if you have other ideas of great scaffolds, please let me know. I'm always open to learning more about these. I'd love to collect them. So send me a DM. Ultimately, I'll close on the idea that the rules are yours to make and yours to break. 
This is you engaging with your creative process and developing the exact process that will work for you. It's going to be different than anyone else's. I know it's really popular and it's really fun to read those, you know, books that are collections of people's morning routines or something like that. Those are great. Get inspired. You might get ideas. However, this is you engaging with you, working on whatever project you have in mind when you're listening to this will not only be a process of you creating that work, but also a process of you dancing with yourself and getting to know yourself and an opportunity for you to be really kind to yourself through this process and compassionate and understanding of yourself for being human, for having a life, for having things that come up, for having parts of the process that are going to be harder or easier for you and loving yourself through them. So those are my thoughts for today about managing your energy through a long project. I'd love to hear what you've developed to help you through your projects. Send me a DM, beautiful underscore possibility. I would love to hear from you. Friend, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for walking this creative path with me. I'm so grateful to be learning with you. If you like the show, I'd love for you to share it with a fellow creative. And please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. For more day-to-day support and inspiration, join our creative community on Instagram at beautiful underscore possibility. The show is hosted by me, Jillian Jacob Kieser, and edited by Abby Circatella. The theme music is from Candelion. Until next time, just keep going.